Horror movies are more than just empty thrills. They are a mirror that reflects the darker sides of our culture and our psyche. Each episode, we will go beyond the first cut and discuss the themes and topics that hide below the surface. I'm Dave, Professor of Communication. And I'm Vince, Professor of Psychology. Welcome to A Dark Impression. We're back for another Not Top 5, Top 5 list. This week, we will be discussing films that we think need a remake. Yes. Remakes are touchy. Remakes are are like cover songs. You need to make it, you need to respect the essence while infusing your own style to it. But I think in, in the genre, there's a few movies that have some of the right elements, but didn't quite offer the, the 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 best that they could that they could have out of the story so maybe a remake is an opportunity to kind of complete the work i i actually went into this more like i loved the original i want to see how somebody would update it uh and modernize okay. it so okay. i'm glad so that i'm what's... glad that we went into this from two different angles you know because yeah. I, I think for me i have films that i could watch again and again and again and I just want to see it with, like, not being, you know, 30 years old. All right, so what's what's a movie that you would say needs a remake? The first one on my list, then, is The Frighteners by Peter Jackson. Oh, good one. I Michael love J. The Frighteners. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Yes. It's a fun movie. It's funny. It has that, like, yes. really dark Peter Jackson sense of humor to it. And I, I love it. I just want to see... I want to see a new version. It's one of those films that I want yep. to see again for the first time. So I think yep. that that's, you know, for for me, one of the big things with that is what would it look like with, I don't know, Tom Holland instead of uh, Michael J. Fox in the lead? I can't think of any other, like, small white dudes. But I think I think you'll be pretty good, right? That? <laughs> so I, I wasn't sure until you said Tom Holland, and now I want to see it. <laughs> That Tom Holland yeah. could be good. If if what you're doing right now doesn't work, casting director. Yeah, I think, I that think that's, that's the job you know, waiting it, for it's, you. It's a good. I'll just cast Tom Holland and things. I think that's going to be my. <laughs> yeah, we need a small Nick white dude. Okay, Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your first one on the list? Uh, so the first one I wrote down is Pumpkinhead, which I really liked except that it was very much an 80s. And it has kind of the, the, the sound of the 80s, the look of the 80s, the over-tight jeans of the 80s. And at some point, it kind of... The movie dates itself. It, it carbon dates itself back to the 80s. I would want to see something that's still as kind of fun-ish as the original Pumpkinhead. So I wouldn't want to see a, a, a remake that all goes all gritty and dark, but I would want to see something that's updated. They would have to respect the uh, practical effects for the monster of Pumpkinhead. But yeah, I think that's that's one of the movies where the concept was really good, uh, but I think that the, the, the pacing and the telling of the story could be updated to make it a little bit more gripping. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good choice. I, I always forget about Pumpkinhead. Uh, Everyone I, forgets about Pumpkinhead. But I enjoyed it. Unless you visit that one museum in um, Salem, Massachusetts, 
where they have a display of wax statues of uh, famous horror movies and you have Pumpkinhead there. That's just awesome. I'll so, have to go check it out. I've not been. Definitely. My number two is from 1990. And that's a movie that I watched on TV a lot when I was a kid. I don't know why it was so often on TV, like on, on, on every couple of months. It's called The Guardian. It's not a well-known horror movie, but it's about this this kind of wooden spirits or a sprite or dryad or whatnot that becomes a babysitter for this one family and eventually just wants to sacrifice the baby to this forest uh, entity. And there's a big, scary tree in it. And I thought that was awesome. And I, I have kind of good memories of that movie, even though it was very much a 1990s horror movie. There was something interesting in that whole thing. So... This one, updated, polished a little bit, but respecting, again, the, the practical effects of the, the creepy tree. I think it would be a, a cool one to, to remake because I think the story was better than what was actually told, uh, so they could polish that. What yeah. about you? Creepy trees two? Creepy trees always always have my vote. You know, I love, I love oh, the I creepy know. tree. Yeah. The second one on my list is The Mist, which oh. I, I thought was a... Wonderful movie, but incredibly bleak, incredibly depressing movie. Oh, um, yeah. I like that ending. Oh, my gosh. I don't oh, yeah. ever want to see it again. But, yes, you know, I think it could be a really fun remake because you could even make it more bleak. It wasn't that mm-hmm. bleakness wasn't really there for at least for me, for a majority of the film. Okay. I was like, maybe they're going to get out of this. Maybe they're going to do. OK, right. like I, 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 I just want to crank. Yeah, crank up the bleakness. Like I want to. <laughs> I want to go watch it, and then the next day be like, nah, I'm not going to get out of I'm good. Are you okay, Dave? Uh, Are you all right? Depends, I suppose, on how you look at it. <laughs> the next one I had on my list was actually the last three now that I'm looking at it. I won't go through all three right now. I'll give you – I'm not just going to, like, hog the mic. But they were all childhood favorites of mine, and mm-hmm. they go in order of great movie, great movie – Awful movie. And one of the great movies is Beetlejuice. I I think Beetlejuice would be a lot of fun looking at either taking the characters that were in it that I guess that are still alive and remaking it with them now or revamping the whole thing. You know, what does it look like contacting the spirits in 2022? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's that's such a a visually and, and... Aesthetically and, and musically iconic movie. I don't know. Can it be remade? Not having Tim Burton do it either. Yeah. Like let's uh, let's get somebody else on there. Let's do Ari Aster's Beetlejuice and see how it turns out. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> unexpected, but good number three. Excellent. Thank um, you. I I actually went uh, with The Changeling, which we talked about already in in our series. Another movie that I think has a lot of good elements, but I could have that, that could be remade to really I don't know uh, make them more impactful or give them a stronger punch. The story is good; uh, doesn't need to be altered. The some things could be modernized, but I think there's a few scenes that the director tried to do something as good as he could with the means of the time, and I don't know that it was uh, as successful as it could have been. So I'd be interested with uh, like a, a good director that knows how to blend practical effects and a, a sparing use of CGI just to see this kind of like the, the scene with the um, 
old timey wheelchair chasing down the, the female lead. I don't remember her name. That scene could be done in a way now that is even more terrifying. The next one on my list is Tremors. With, oh. uh, you know, kind of throwback there. Um, Six degrees from big worms. Yes, yes, yes. And, okay. You know, the the underground monsters, the desert, yes. just the overall, like, kind of gritty but humorous feeling of the film. I just, I, I right. loved that movie. And I would love to see what it would look like with a modern director, with modern take. You know, I think it... It, it still works. That's the thing is like, it's not like it needs, you know, I watch it and I'm like, Oh, this is, it feels dated. It feels old. I think that it has a very, it has very fast pacing. I mean, obviously like mm-hmm. it takes place in the, you know, what eighties, right? Late eighties, but it has a lot of modern sensibilities to it. I just think but. like some practical effects, like don't go into the CGI territory, like really kind right. of ham it up. We haven't had a really good kind of hammy schlocky, horror film in a long time that's that's good we've had like sharknado and sharknado 10 or whatever but like you know something like tremors where you appreciate the cheese right but it's still a great movie the question is who can out bacon kevin bacon you don't you get kevin bacon again okay i thought you were gonna go for tom holland tom holland he's pretty good at dancing i think so yeah tom holland could do it he can <clears throat> foot loose and tremor. What about the rock? How about as uh, as the tremors? As a worm. Yeah. Yes. He's like the okay. big, the big bad guy. He like pops out. <laughs> okay. So my number four, I went back in ye old days of I think like the sixties, and it's the Mask of the Red Death, originally with Vincent Price, Ooh, based one, on. It's I. So I love the story by Edgar Poe. I think the adaptation by Vincent Price, which involves kind of weird satanic rituals and all that, is just wonderful. I think there's a lot that you can do with that. You wouldn't need to find someone that has kind of that the, the, the presence of Vincent Price to play uh, Prince Prospero. But I think there's something interesting in, in, in that movie as this like sus- <clears throat> suspense and horror with when the, the Red Death actually comes into the castle. I think there's something to be done there um, that could be interesting. Yeah, that was a that was a good movie. I haven't seen that in a long yeah. time, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. They uh, did what, a remake in like the, the late 80s or early 90s that was just awful. Just awful. So, no, just stick to the script and, and follow what Vincent Price did. Who would you cast uh, instead of Vincent Price? And why is it Tom Holland? So not Tom Holland. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Modern actors that are in that age range. Nick Cage. Oh. <laughs> so Nick Cage or Jim Carrey? Good question. Jim Carrey could do it. He's got some chops. Jim Carrey's done some non-Jim Carrey roles. So, yeah. Maybe Viggo Mortensen. Okay, okay. All right. Yes. You just like that I'm... scene from Easter Promises with him mm-hmm. rolling around in the sauna. I'm on to you, Vince. There's, there's, no, there's danger in, in that man. There's a, a man that kicks a helmet, breaks a toe, and that just keeps acting. 
that's the kind of danger that you need for Prince Bruce Sparrow. Fair enough. Fair enough. What was your, what was your fifth movie? I, I went with a weird pick, Gothica, which yeah, that, came out late nineties, early two thousand, with Halle Berry it was and awful. Robert Downey Jr. pre Iron Man. I don't know. It was an interesting story. The movie itself was was just gloomy enough, but I think it was. I think it suffered kind of that that era of movies where we the directors didn't feel like pushing the envelope. It was still kind of the, the remnants of the 90s of the PG-13 kind of horror movie that we don't want to offend people's sensibilities. I think nowadays it could use a good remake, even like make it into a limited series, three episodes, but with something that is intense and, and a lot more uh, packed. I think that could be that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I, I agree with you. I think the concept was there, but the movie itself for me, I, I did not enjoy yeah. At all. How I about you? What's your number five? Actually, an- another one that was a, uh, speaking of uh, multi-part series, mm-hmm. one of my favorites as a child before I had any sense of what a good movie is, The Langoliers. It, it is always, have you seen The Langoliers? Have you not seen The Langoliers? I don't think I have. Oh, The Langoliers is just, it's it's brilliant. Huh? So, okay, so I'll, I'll briefly summarize the plot for you. Made-for-TV movie, runtime, 180 minutes, all right? It's based okay. on the Stephen King short story. The plane, the people are on a plane, and I think they fly through the Aurora Borealis or something like that. Like, there's, like, some kind of... Like, that doesn't really make sense, but okay, we're just going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Only the people who are asleep at the time are there. So everyone who is awake disappears. So they land, and there's a, a blind girl who hears Rice Krispies. It sounds like Rice Krispies. And they're like, what could it be? And it turns out it's the Langoliers, and they eat the past so that there is no, like, I, I guess, like, time like you can't time travel or something these kind of they're kind of like tremors they they just eat they eat the past and it takes place at an airport and what's his name dean stockton i think is in it i don't know what is al from uh, quantum leap i think his name's dean stockton he's in it nobody else famous that i recall is in it he's like the the head billing of that of that uh movie And it it runs about, so it's 180 minutes. And I would say it runs about 180 minutes too long as it currently exists. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really bad in a very wonderful way. It has a soft spot in my heart because my dad recorded it on VHS. So Mm. it was something that we had in the house and I would watch it all the time. And I had no idea that it was just this awful movie. And I loved it. I was like, Ooh, these creatures eating the past. And uh, yeah, I, I just want to see it remade, like, and give it like a proper remake where it's not okay, an awful movie. It, it's good. Stephen King has some really good adaptations and some horrible adaptations. So yeah, it would be interesting to, to have this one switch from the uh, less impressive to the more impressive. I, I recommend you you try to carve 180 minutes out of your day, and and give. It I a watch. surely will. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on our (laughs) not top five, top five list uh, on films we think could use a remake. If you haven't seen any of them, just look out for them. Those are are interesting movies. They're going to get you. All right. Thank you, Vince. See you. Thanks, Dave. 
Thanks for taking the time to listen to A Dark Impression. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Rating and reviews make the world a scarier place. Consider leaving one wherever you get your podcasts. A Dark Impression was produced and edited by Vince and Dave. All movies are copyright their respective sources. Music is from Adobe Stock. All rights reserved. Thank you.